0: Ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
1: Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Politically Correct, our weekly podcast that simplifies politics for the newest generation of voters.
2: I'm Melissa Baker.
1: And I'm Jack Thompson.
2: We do the research and you hear the results.
1: Today, we will talk about the latest news stories and take a deep dive into results of the New Hampshire primary. We've got victory speeches and the reasons behind the Trump and Sanders takeover. But first, let's dive into last week in political news.
2: Okay, so our first story comes from just something that I ran across yesterday when I was on YouTube. And I came across one of Ted Cruz's campaign ads. I don't know how, but that's where I ended up. And um, I I have never seen it televised. But our primary is months away, so I don't know where he's playing these. Maybe New Hampshire, South Carolina, whatever. Um, The ad I'm about to play the audio of begins with three small kids playing with a Donald Trump doll. And I'm just going to let you listen to it for yourself so you can sort of get what's going on here.
1: Trump action figure. No, wait, it's he. What does he do? He pretends to be a Republican. (laughs) I like bailouts for the banks. Too big to fail. I gave money to Pelosi, Reed, and Anthony (laughs) Weiner. Hey, Hillary. I'll give you money to be my friend. Check out my house, Mr. Trump. That's a Take your house with Eminent Domain and park my limos there. Eminent Domain!
0: Domain! We wouldn't tolerate these values in our children. Why would we want them in a president? Eminent
2: Okay, so basically the end of the ad is just these kids using the Donald Trump doll to literally smash a dollhouse down, like smashing it with the head of Donald Trump. What are your first reactions? I know you watched the video and didn't just hear the audio. So what do you, what did you think?
1: It it was a little weird to be honest. It, seeing little kids, it's it's so unnatural. Like i them talking about politics, and it's right out of the gates, you kind of know there's some sort of agenda behind it. Yeah. You know, if you didn't, it's, it's so bad. It's just really really bad. Like if Trump were to make a commercial about.
2: Ted cruz, kids like smashing
1: a house with a ted cruz doll like he would get flamed oh, and like, yeah. there'd be
2: he'd be so mad he
1: would get in so much trouble and there's some be so many repercussions but cruz can get away with it because i don't know
2: yeah it, so i saw the ad and i was like is this a joke yeah. but it's it was it was from the ted cruz youtube channel it's At the end, it says, you know, I'm Ted Cruz. I approve this message. That's so... And it's like, I don't know who his ad campaign people are because what I'm about to show you is a second ad that has since been recalled because of more information. But the crazy thing is that this is not Ted's only controversial ad. Here is another one that was called out on SNL during the weekend update. Now, before I play it for you, basically this ad is targeting Marco Rubio for just being another pretty face. If you watch it, you can see a group of people sitting in a circle, and then a man with a Rubio shirt opens the door and asks if he can join the group. So that's the premise of it, but here is the audio from the ad, and this is actually the SNL segment.
0: Yesterday, Ted Cruz pulled a new campaign ad after it was revealed that a woman featured in the ad was a former softcore porn actress. And once you know she's a porn actress, the guy's entrance at the end of the ad is a lot more fun. Here it is.
3: Maybe you should vote for more than just a pretty face next time.
0: You guys have room for one more?
2: Okay, so again, like, I cannot believe that nobody checked up on this actress to see, like, what her resume like i'm she, sure she's a,
1: a mattress actress
2: oh my god so what what are your thoughts like when you see, like they Man. have since called it uh, because there was and I it mean, was on snl
1: on any normal commercial probably will not be that big of a deal but it's a political campaign and there's a porn star in it so i don't know but it's like not really a serious commercial i mean it's a guy coming in asking if yeah, that's
2: first of all the com the commercial itself just doesn't make sense yeah, to me as is. It's just bad. Like it's like a, it seems like a support group that this guy's walking into, and the, the like lights are dark and it's just very weird. And then it, if you know that she's there's too many like parallels between. I, I don't know. The first time I saw it, I just I I mean I watched SNL on Saturday when this was on, and I just thought I could not believe this was serious. So yeah. do you think these ads are gonna help him? By bringing attention or hurt I don't know. him I haven't, or not affect him?
1: I'm not sure because I'm not sure where these ads are being advertised or where they're being put. Sure. And obviously he got onto SNL, that, that part of the commercial did. Right. So it's working in a sense, I guess, depends on what – I mean, that could be their whole plan is to make these goofy commercials and get yeah. them blasted everywhere as a joke but what i mean they say any advertising is good advertising that's true so or yeah or any publicity is good publicity that's right it. so
2: yeah i don't know i i think um it depends like obviously his supporters they're not going to be like oh man that ad makes me not want to vote for yeah. him but i don't know how much that's convincing gonna, like, it's going to do right, for like yeah. any person who hasn't decided so yeah i i thought it was weird worth including if you have a minute and a half, look these up, and they're just as crazy, like, when you can actually watch them along with the audio.
1: On February 11th, the two remaining Democrats faced off in a debate. Experts were divided on who the winner was because both candidates had such strong performances. The debate included a lot of back and forth, but one specific exchange caught our attention. Here is Hillary Clinton.
3: You know, today Senator Sanders said that President Obama failed the presidential leadership test. And this is not the first time that he has criticized President Obama. Uh, in the past, he's called him weak. He's called him a disappointment. He uh, wrote a foreword for a book that uh, basically argued uh, voters should have buyer's remorse when it comes to uh, President Obama's uh, leadership and legacy. And I just couldn't agree disagree uh, more uh, with uh, those kinds of comments. You know, from my perspective, maybe because I understand what President Obama inherited, not only the worst financial crisis, but the antipathy of the Republicans in Congress, I don't think he gets the credit he deserves for being a president. he got us out of that pit, put us on firm ground, and has sent us into the future. And it is a criticism that we've heard from Senator Sanders about our president, I expect from Republicans, I do not expect from someone running for the Democratic nomination to succeed President Obama. That
0: is, Madam Secretary, that is a low blow. One of us ran against Barack Obama. I was not that candidate.
2: So... He sort of leaves her with his own low blow and says, hey, man, one of us ran ran against him, one of us lost, and it wasn't me. Um, so clearly, to go back to Hillary Clinton's first um, words against Sanders, she did her research for the diss. She had like plenty of information and examples of times where he had called out Barack Obama. Do you think it'll hurt Bernie at all, the fact that he said he didn't agree with some of Obama's policies? Or-
1: Maybe to some of Hillary Clinton's Supporters, but I don't think any person looking out from the looking outside in would think that Bernie put it perfectly. I mean, not everyone agrees with everyone else's decisions, especially not senators and presidents and politicians. And he put it very well. He's said, Yes, I disagree, but I worked with them for seven years and. I helped his campaign. I worked yeah. for his election, his reelection. Yep. You don't have to agree with everything, but you can still like a person. And I think Hillary put it this way is because I mean, in the beginning of the video, you just Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. She's not really talking about herself. She just had a long list of th- bad things that Bernie had said about Barack Obama. And it just seems like she's trying to ride Obama's coattails, like vote for me. Yeah. If you liked Obama, vote for me. And if and just right,
2: which is what I was going to say because she's gotten Obama's sort of endorsement mm-hmm. after, not after that, but she's sort of kind of had it mm-hmm. Um, because they obviously have a lot of respect for each other. They ran mm-hmm. together. Obviously, there's a long history between them. But honestly, there's so much controversy around Obama. He's got so many mixed emotions with his presidency mm-hmm. that I don't know how much that endorsement is actually going to help her among Democrats because people want change, which is why Bernie Sanders has been... So popular in Trump, too. People are you are tired of the old Washington politician. So I think her getting another old Washington politician endorsement and then s- defending him. I think it almost helps Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Like she tries to, like, attack him with that point.
1: Mm hmm. It makes her look bad for sure.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I, I mean. I don't even know who's gonna be like you're right. Like, yeah. since he didn't like Obama, it, it made
1: should, me hurt. It didn't. I don't. No like, one wants more of the yeah, same. Yeah, who comes off of that saying, "Wow, I really like that lady a lot more after she dissed that yeah. old guy for 45 seconds."
2: And Jack and I were talking before the podcast started. Like, we do want to like Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know we.
1: She's very qualified.
2: Yeah, she she is a very smart. The lady. most qualified.
1: Super smart person. She's
2: been she's lived in the White House, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know, and yet. And it's not even that this is, like, a huge issue. It's just things like these keep coming mm-hmm. up. And it's like, why would you even say that? Yeah. Because it's not going to convince, like we like the Ted Cruz ads, it's not going to convince any undecided person to vote for you. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's just going to make the people who vote for you think, like, oh, okay. Do you think um, after watching sort of the back and forth like this, I think that's why these debates have become so popular this year, this election mm-hmm. cycle particularly, but do you think they're going to continue to get dirtier in a sense, sort of throwing yeah. these low blows.
1: Bernie Sanders said it was a low blow and I just, he recognized it as that. So I don't see him going out and give in his response. He didn't really tear her up too much. right? So I don't see maybe she might be getting dirtier cause that was pretty dirty, yeah. but I don't see Bernie like getting too yeah. a- aggressive. He's, Seems pretty passive.
2: Yeah, and if you watch the video, again, we can only show you the audio and let you listen to it, but the in the video, his, like, facial response as she's saying this is just kind of laughing and, like, yeah. rolling his eyes, like, are you kidding me? Is this really your point? He, like, so
1: He, like, coughs during it.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I think it makes it entertaining, if anything else, but...
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Well, yeah, there's more debates to come, and I can't wait to see... Uh, especially if they keep getting more and more intense like this, uh, more interesting in the future. Okay, now we are at our deep dive segment of the show, and today we're going to talk about New Hampshire. Now, by the time this podcast comes out, South Carolina will have been the day before. So those results will be out, but we are just going to dive into the first real primary because it's so critical for the election.
1: Check our Twitter for the results. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So as you probably know, Trump and Sanders won each by a lot in New Hampshire on Tuesday. This is last Tuesday. But we were going to break down the results for you right here. For the Republicans, percentage-wise, Trump had 35, Kasich had 16, Cruz had 12, Bush and Rubio both had 11, Christie, who has since dropped out of the race, had 7%, and Fiorina, who also has dropped out of the race, had 4%, and then Carson had 2%. So the surprise here was Kasich's strong finish, and also notice that Jeb, who has trailed polls and is constantly made fun of, actually finished with a respectable fourth place. For the Democrats, Sanders won by large margins, he had 60%, while Clinton only had 38% of the vote. Not only did Sanders win, he stomped on Clinton. And there's lots of talk about both of these sides, so let's begin with the Republicans. Um... Jack, I know you know a little bit about um, Kasich. I want to know, from your opinion, why did he do so well?
1: He essentially ignored Iowa. He didn't do much campaigning in there, and he instead focused his efforts on campaigning in New Hampshire. He didn't do as well in Iowa as he did in New Hampshire. That's probably why, is he didn't campaign as much.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think um, when I sort of did a little bit of research, too, because he wasn't anywhere on the boards in Ohio, in uh, Iowa, excuse me. So when he when he rocked it in New Hampshire, I thought like, where's this guy been? So basically, yeah, that's what it seemed like. He used his resources to do well in New Hampshire, which arguably matters more since it's a primary instead of a caucus, which that's a, like a complicated difference. So if you want to look that up, you can. But the All states run primaries except Iowa, so Mm -hmm. um, primaries are—and New Hampshire has been really great at predicting the future candidates who are actually going to run for president, Um, so I think he really wanted to do well in a state that arguably matters more than Iowa.
1: Here is an interview with Kasich after his finish.
0: When you got the second-place victory tonight, were you expecting it? Did it come as a surprise? Uh, you know, I was very calm about it. I sort of felt we were going to be in second place. I heard earlier that you, know, we, that, you know, there was some word that we were going to be there. And then, you know, when I traveled around to the polling places, it was pretty clear. You know, I was running into everybody, and they were like, yeah, we really like you and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I'm gratified by it for sure. I think it's, it's fantastic. Um, but I wouldn't say I was shocked by it. Now, the Bush campaign is already previewing the attacks they're going to use against you in South Carolina, saying that you're going to weaken the military. I'm going to weaken the military. Are you prepared for the incoming fire that's, that's going to come your way now that you have landed a second-place finish? Well, I think they've spent about $120 million so far, and I don't know. Somebody said as much as $50 million in New Hampshire. I mean, they ought to get this thing figured out at some point. I mean, they're spending so much money, I don't know who's advising them, but... Um, I mean i think that's kind of silly i'm weakening the mill i don't don't even understand what you're talking about are you ready for this to be the new normal i, I, I think it is pretty normal uh yeah I, I think i'm fine you know my efforts have been validated
1: so
2: okay so yeah he seems much more laid back than bush obviously mm-hmm. he calls him out says how much money bush is spending um, does that strike you like as a voter to to sort of see his attitude as like I don't know who's advising the Bush campaign. Maybe they could lay back a little bit and then sort of
1: were they the ones who said he was going to weaken the military?
2: Uh, supposedly like Jeb Bush said it, but Interesting. obviously. Yeah. Half of what he, comes out of their mouths. He just seems
1: just, he seems pretty laid back in the interview and he seems somewhat humble even though he said he wasn't surprised that he came in second.
2: By 19%. So mm-hmm. he, he lost by 19%, yet still he's the big news because I think a lot of people are still hanging on for who could possibly beat Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: or Donald Trump's replacement when he drops out. Right. So do you think this will give him any momentum into the future primaries, like South Carolina?
2: Yeah, I absolutely do. I think it's actually a much bigger deal because I think people who were... Not too sure about who to vote for, and then Rubio did really well, and Cruz did well, and then he jumped over both of them. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people went like I did, like you did, and looked him up and said, "Who is this guy that I haven't looked into as much?" Mm-hmm. Um, and also, Rubio had that bad thing, which I don't know how many people know about this. He's it was robot. pretty popular. Yeah, he he would he like repeated the same thing in the debate. It was
1: four times. To- he repeated the same sentence four times.
2: Right. So we were going to do a story on that, but I figured so many people might have heard about it. Mm -hmm. If not, check it out. It's called Rubio on repeat. Yeah. And it's it's basically just him saying the same segment over and over. It's weird, but it was in a debate, and he just kept mm -hmm. repeating himself, and it showed that he didn't really know what he was doing out on that debate stage, but I think that debate performance made him made Rubio finish worse, Mm -hmm. and Ted Cruz had that voting scandal we did in our deep dive two weeks ago, which maybe affected him, but I think... Kasich did well, too, just because he outperformed. And so I think, yeah, sort of Rubio, I think Kasich should get credit, but also it helped him that Rubio and Cruz both sort of had these slip-ups. So I think it will help him in South Carolina's uh, primary this Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. That's just a guess.
1: So, yeah. And so as interesting as Kasich's uh, second-place finish, Bernie placed first he beat hillary clinton
2: yeah as we said bernie sanders blew hillary clinton out of the water winning by 22 percent and in his victory speech he talks about how there is genuine excitement around his campaign um now you might not like this but i think he sort of is a lot like trump um i saw this comparison and i looked into it and i agree with it they're both running um, on the anger of American people to- toward old school Washington politics and winning, both of them are running on big ideas that may or may not get passed, but likely are going to be very difficult to get pa- to be passed um, in Congress. Do you agree with this sort of comparison of Trump and Sanders? I mean, they're two very different politicians, mm-hmm. but they're similar in that they are not. I mean. Even though Bernie Sanders is old-school Washington, he's like somehow avoided running on that. Yeah. And he's this sort of new-idea guy, and so is Donald Trump. He's Mm -hmm. a new face.
1: Yeah, and I guess if you want to base it on what they're running their campaign on, their core ideas is they're different than what we've seen uh, and trends in the past. We can draw a lot of parallels between people like Cruz and Rubio. True. I, really, I
2: hadn't even thought of it. Yeah, and I never I really it. thought about it, it was like Bill that. O'Reilly who said it and he's like a very very conservative person. So I was surprised that I agreed with him, but late it was on the Stephen Colbert show and they later had um Bernie Sanders on the show maybe a couple of days later and one of Colbert's questions was why are you not the same as Donald Trump? And that was a funny interview and mm-hmm. it's I mean it's true. They're not the same at all, but they're sort of the reason why they're so popular I think could could be argued as similar.
1: Uh why do you think Bernie won? Well, he's uh he's from Vermont. So, so kinda neighbors. Not I'm pretty they sh- are neighbors. Yeah, I think they are neighbors if I going back to fifth grade when i remember <laughs> the States. I'm almost certain they're yeah. neighbors. Yeah, they so are. So he probably has some sort of geographical advantage. Right? Not home field ish advantage. I,
2: yeah. I think he's got that advantage, which I think is actually going, we're going to realize was a big advantage for him because I know Clinton is going to be, is expected at least to be dominant in the South. Um, but so she's
1: I, also from New York, which isn't too far away either. True.
2: But New York's, I don't know, New York's kind of a, a state of its own. Yeah. It's, I think he was so successful because there was so much positivity and hope around his campaign mm-hmm. that you just haven't seen. Um He had a big – he made a big difference in voter turnout. So did Mm -hmm. Donald Trump. Um, New Hampshire broke their records. Wow. And so it's – I think he won because he got people who wouldn't have otherwise voted off their couches and out from their jobs, and they voted. And I Mm -hmm. think that was the difference. And it's not 22% of difference. I think he changed the minds of a lot of people too Mm -hmm. just with his hope and change mentality. So, I mean, I think – Uh, he was successful because of the feeling he invokes in, like, Mm -hmm. the people who follow him. Clinton, it's, like, ideas and power, and we get that. But for him, it's almost like you get this, like, feeling, like, yeah. Yeah, You know, and even if you don't agree with him, you got, you cannot ignore.
1: It's the underdog effect. Yeah,
2: it is the underdog effect for sure.
1: Especially when the opponent is Hillary Clinton. And with her, I think there's a lot of things at play why Bernie Sanders won, there's no, obviously there's no one reason, but I think she had a lead for a really long time, and I just think yep. she's not doing much to, she's not gaining any supporters, I don't think.
2: Right, it's almost like... Um, she
1: just needs to hold on to her lead, and it seems like, just we, we in the beginning of the episode, like, that's how you lose supporters, and that's right. how you... I, I, nobody wants to support a, a bully or that's some... That's
2: true, and I think... Two, because she's run for president before, Mm -hmm. because she's been in the White House, she's held, she's been secretary of state, she's Mm -hmm. been a senator, she's held numerous power positions. Right, first lady. Obviously, every she's a household name. Now all these people are, but she was before they were. And I think people just almost see it as like a power thing with her. Um, And like, she almost just wants this so bad on a personal level versus that Bernie Sanders wants it for the people. Mm-hmm. And I who knows if that's true. Think, it's not like she's going to get in and be like, "Okay, I'm done. Like I checked this off my resume." Mm-hmm. But because she's tried for so long, yeah. I I do definitely see that.
1: And people and I think people can see through that too. She is almost she is a more of a personal thing for her, like you said. And when you see someone who genuinely he, you might not agree with everything he says, and i think a lot of people don't and a lot of people do but if you see sure. someone who genuinely wants the best for his country and wants when is willing to try his hardest and do his best it's you you get voters that way
2: yeah so we'll we'll see what what happens with them in south carolina i think this is the i mean i'm 18 so it's not like i have this history of remembering a bunch of elections but Compared to the elections in the past, obviously this one is one for the books and I think it, it's so interesting because you really don't know. I know the polls for South Carolina have Trump and Clinton ahead. Um so as far as predictions, do you have any? I I mean, we're going to sound stupid because it's going to come out mm-hmm. afterwards, but I think Ru- I think uh, I saw it earlier so Rubio and Cruz had 19 and then 18% and Trump had like 50 or something mm-hmm. so the polls would reflect that it's going to be close again between Rubio and Cruz and and Kasich was not in that so mm. we'll see if he can keep that momentum going like we talked about earlier and we will see how close Sanders can come especially in these southern states yeah and I, I, I see
1: them aligning more with uh, Clinton than Bernie
2: okay so we will see with the results on Saturday what the future will hold for these candidates I am excited to find out Um, what the future holds. Maybe we'll see Carson drop out of the race. Um, Maybe we'll see Kasich have another upset. Mm -hmm. And maybe we'll see something crazy out of Sanders. So I'm excited. Um, I can't wait to see what these primaries are going to show. And more and more and more are coming up every week. Um, They're getting closer together. So the more the merrier, in my opinion.
1: Thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of Politically Correct. Listen next week for our weekly news highlights and our deep dive into the most pressing political issues of our generation.
2: Keep up with us throughout the week by following our Twitter account, PolyC Podcast. That's P-O-L-I-C Podcast on Twitter. Do you have a suggestion for a future deep dive or a news story on our show? Let us know and email us at politicallycorrectpodcast at gmail.com. Also, I would just like to thank the nearly 700 listeners we have had since we started our show back in November. Thank you for sharing this podcast and caring about what two 18-year-olds from Indiana have to say about this election. This has been Melissa Baker
1: and Jack Thompson.
2: We'll talk next week.